You're listening to Episode 6 of Thed Talks with Jimmy Chrisman. Thed Talks is a podcast for theater teachers and theater education students. Hi, I'm Dr. Jimmy Chrisman, theater education professor at Illinois State University. And each week I want to bring you stories and interviews from experienced K-12 theater teachers, current theater education majors, and professors of theater education that will warm your heart, renew your faith in teaching, and provide resources to better your practice in your theater classroom. Thank you so much for listening. I am excited to bring this interview to you this week. Ruthie Tuttero is a theater teacher at Greensboro Day School, which is a private school in Greensboro, North Carolina. She brings some really interesting perspective on uh, working with students and collaboration among many grade levels, Uh, her experience in musical theater, as well as her work with community organizations uh, to mutually support and benefit one another. Uh, She also talks about a really uh, fun program that she and her students have been a part of for years through Lincoln Center, uh, where they present concerts in New York at Lincoln Center with uh, many Broadway artists. Uh, So I'm looking forward to you hearing about her experience with that. Again, I want to thank you so much for listening. If you don't know by now, you can always reach out to me and contact me via email at fedtalkspodcast at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at theateredtalks, on Tumblr at fedtalks.tumblr.com, on Facebook at fedtalks, Instagram fedtalkspodcast, and of course our website www.fedtalks.com where we have all of our show archives and our transcripts of every episode as well as the breakdown of the different resources and advice that different teachers have provided on the show so far. If you want to be a guest on the show, please do reach out to me. I would love to talk with you. And uh, as you can hear from Ruthie's interview, I can interview you anywhere. She was sitting in the lobby of a hotel in New York City waiting on her husband uh, to get out of a meeting. So I am happy to arrange times to get with you. We don't have to do it in person. And uh, I, I would love to hear from you. So this last week, I had the really interesting and fun uh, experience of spending a couple of days with some great teachers and other theater education professors across the state of Illinois as we worked on revising our state content test together. That, along with some other experiences in the past week of, of, of dealing with some students and, and, and talking through some, some personal things that these students were going through, have really, really re-solidified the importance of and the privilege of the the role that I have now as a teacher. Um, it's not the same as it was uh, for 17 years when I was in a classroom and I had high school students, but daily I'm reminded of the greater impact that I'm having and still, still, still shaping things, still changing lives, still um, providing great theater experiences for my students. So I, I shout out to my Pearson uh, crew this week. Uh, it was fantastic meeting you all, and I do hope we do stay in touch. Um, and then also to my students, uh, thank you for reminding me each day why I go to work. I really enjoy what I do. I love what I do. I love my students, and uh, I love seeing them grow and and becoming great future educators. So uh, thank you for the opportunity to do that. So now we will uh, just shift gears, and we're going to talk to Ruthie about her experiences in the classroom. I hope you enjoy my, my chat with her. Well, I welcome this week uh, to Fed Talks, Miss Ruthie Tuttero. And I know she, she is on a trip right now, and she is in New York talking with me. So I'm a little bit jealous. But uh, Ruthie, if you would just uh, introduce yourself to us, kind of tell us where you teach, how long you've been doing it, a little bit about your program size, and kind of how many productions you do a year. Just kind of give us the basis of where you are right now. 
okay, well, I teach at Greensboro Day School, which is a, actually, we go from Bitty Bengals, three-year-olds, all the way through high school, private school. It's a non-denominational private school in Greensboro, North Carolina. And I have been there 20 years. This is my 20th year. And I am the director of fine and performing arts now. I'm also the drama department chair. And I teach mainly the high school classes. So I would say we're... Uh, around 800 students right now. It's been as high as 900. It's been lower than that as well. So I've kind of seen the program through its biggest growth. Um, and so we do usually three shows a year in the high school. We do a one act, a fall musical, and a spring drama. And I've often done some one act musicals as well and I alternate that with taking my students to New York every other year we've been singing at Lincoln Center so this year we did the Scarlet Pimpernel with Tony Yazbek and Laura Osnes, Norm Lewis, Drew Gelling it was really really exciting um, we've done several of those big concerts and the middle have a lower school program so that usually we've done so um, it's an after-school program in the lower school. And so something that we've started doing, we also have some um, curriculum in the upper school. And so the upper school does, um, I teach beginning acting, advanced acting. We also have what we call play production, which is, is like a stagecraft class, but we've gotten the kids more involved in the past couple of years in actually doing design and, and uh, mounting a lot of the stuff for the programs as well as being crew for the shows. So they just did a second and third grade musical and they designed all the sets and did the costumes and they were the crew as well. So that's a lot of fun. I also teach public speaking. So what are you, I know you're, um, you're away from school right now, but what are you all currently working on or did you just finish up? Uh, for we this? just did our second and third grade musical. This particular semester has been really tumultuous. I directed The Art of Dining, which is a Tina Howe piece where we actually had a working restaurant on stage oh, wow. and the actors had to eat and serve as <laughs> well as do all their lines. And then I took them to New York and we did The Scarlet Pimpernel right after that. And then my play production students were helping with our middle school did the Spamalot Young at Part edition. Oh. And we did them with that. And then now we've just finished the second and third grade musicals. So, well, good deal. Can you tell me a little bit more about your your partnership with um, with your, the performances? At, is it Lincoln Center? Yes, this is through a group called Manhattan Concert Productions, and we got in on the ground floor with them. We did. I don't know how I've gotten, sometimes I get calls from New York and I'm always really excited when it says New York on the other end of the line <laughs> because it's always something really exciting. So uh, I got this call from Manhattan Concert Productions and they do uh, a lot of concerts like at Carnegie Hall, you know, classical concerts where choral groups come, but they were starting a new program. Um, this must be about eight years ago now uh, where they were doing ragtime at, at, uh, it was Alice Pelly Hall at the time. Now it's David Geffen Hall. And I'm like, I don't care what it takes. I'm in. <laughs> and so we got to, to do that one. And um, so they liked this. We loved it. And um, we've been able to go every other year. So we've done, we did Parade. And uh, Jason Robert Brown was our conductor. Oh, wow. I was so excited. Um, and uh, that was Laura Benanti and Jeremy Jordan were in that. And then we also did Crazy for You. Susan Stroman was the director, and she was in every rehearsal with us. It was so exciting. And they did all the original choreography, 
and it, it was it was phenomenal. How cool for your students and for you. Yeah, that, that, that's, well, what's exciting is they let the, the teachers sing along, so we get to be doing what the students are doing, too. So that's exciting for us. That's really cool. That's really cool. You, uh, I know you have a, a background in teaching musical theater. Mm-hmm. A little bit about that, and, and I, I know you, your experience was at, is at Greensboro College, if I'm not mistaken. No, it's uh, UNCG. Thank you. Um, but where, where you, uh, where you taught that at the collegiate level and then, um, how do you, how do you infuse that with what you do with your students now? Well, I love musical theater and I grew up doing it. So I started acting when I was 15 and I just did it for fun. And then I realized somewhere along the line, wait a minute, uh, you can actually do this. So I went to Chapel Hill for undergrad. Um, and so while I was there, I performed with North Carolina theater and, uh, a lot with different, different theaters in Raleigh, and then I moved to Greensboro. I uh, did a lot of musicals there as well. So when I went to, to uh, UNCG for my master's degree, I ended up doing a lot of choreography for them. And at the time, they had their music department and their theater department, and they did one show a year together. Now they're starting a new musical theater program, so I'm really excited about that. Fantastic. That's good for them. Yes, yeah. yes. And, and how, do you, how do you bring that into what you do now with your students? Well, honestly, our school concentrates on musical theater. So all of the shows that the lower school kids and the middle school kids are doing, those are all musicals. And, of course, you know, we, we, I say that it's the biggest event that our school does because we might involve up to, you know, 90 kids in, in the high school musical. So it, it's huge, and it's, it's good to have – that musical theater sensibility with them because I think, I don't know, they're so popular that everybody does them, but it's nice to have that background that you bring to it as well uh, to, to help them see that musical theater is the acting. <laughs> you got to bring all the acting into the dancing and the singing as well as the technical aspects right, of it. Right. Talk to me a little bit more about um, getting your students involved in the design process uh, for your, for the, the lower school and, and what that's been like. So we started about two years ago, we started a play production class and we did have a stagecraft class where we were doing projects that were independent of all of the work we had to do. And so the kids would come in on the weekends and do all the work and at nights and do all the work. And we'd find ourselves staying up till, you know, the wee hours of the morning, (laughs) the week before a show opens, trying to get things done. And I thought, there's got to be a way to involve the kids in this more and for them to take more ownership process. So we started a class where we actually start the semester doing theory. So um, we talk about how a director comes up with a design concept and how you, how do you communicate with designers and how do you get to a design and I would make the students read the play and then give them a test on that and then they'd have to take a scene and design elements for that scene so we did that with Legally Blonde this past year and that worked really really well because every single scene in that show has a different set (laughs) so so they were able to design different elements Um, this year it's been a little bit more interesting because it it was so popular we started doing it in the spring semester as well when we have a lot of smaller shows that we're doing and so the students have been doing the same design process but now they did the entire set for the second and third grade show all of the costumes for the second and third grade show so it's been really fun we're going to do it again uh, go through that whole design process again for summer camps so 
our camp people don't have to reinvent the wheel. <laughs> so. Yeah. When I was in the, when I was still teaching in the classroom, um, I, there would be a couple of shows a year in our season that I would, I would let just be completely student designed. And, and then they also produce the work that they design. And it was really, really cool to see how much pride they took in their work. And, and, Honestly, how much, how much more serious they took doing the work because they knew it wasn't just something on paper. It's going to actually happen. So I, I think that's really, really special for them. Um, well, to me, it's the best business experience you get. Absolutely. Because you have to see it. Some, it's a process, too. Mm-hmm. You have to make some mistakes along the way before you get to what really is going to work. Exactly. Um, you also uh, you also mentioned to me that you you have some experience working with uh, community organizations and partnering with those. Can you talk to me a little yes. bit more about that? We have a number of different community organizations that we really depend on and vice versa. So the, our first one is Triad Stage, which is a local equity theater that's in Greensboro. And um, my husband and I are both very active in the community as well. And so he was on the board over at Triad Stage when they were kind of up and running. And our uh, the lady that was had my job prior to me is Linda Sloan, who's a big community organizer in Greensboro. And so she was trying to get our new theater built at the same time as Triad Stage was getting their new theater built. So our theaters are very similar <laughs> because a lot of the same people were involved with creating them. And so we made sure we had similar equipment. We go to them all the time when we're looking for props and furniture and costumes. Uh, they, they store a lot of the things that we build and rent them out to other groups and that sort of thing. Um, and we partner with a number of different community theaters in the area. My husband works at Wellspring Retirement Community and they just opened a brand new theater. So our students went over there as a part of a winter term class and helped them set up all of their equipment and install it. And oh, that's <laughs> so awesome. It, it's really cool. So, so I want them to see other theaters and how do they work. A lot of our students sometimes intern. Uh, we have some, some students interning at Wellspring and also at Triad Stage as a part of their senior projects. So. We trade labor. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just it's a great experience and resume builders for those who are definitely wanting to continue on with this as a profession and, and into colleges too. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, that's really, that's really fantastic. I know you've taught at the elementary, middle, high school now and at the collegiate level. Can you talk to me a little bit about what are the differences and similarities among the different groups that you've taught? <laughs> Well, I actually started, I I started the magnet school at Moorhead Elementary, which is an arts elementary school. And so that was really interesting. I was there two years. Um, The first year, I kind of got to create whatever I wanted to. And the second year was more integration with with the teachers and building on units that they were doing. And then I also had an after school program. So that's really transferred to a lot of the work that I'm doing at Greensboro Day because I can speak to what how you can include things in the classroom, but also it really helps with building the kind of after school program that we have. But I find it very difficult, very different, not difficult, but sometimes difficult, but <laughs> different working with the, the younger kids. You have to have plan A, plan B, plan C because oh, yeah. You have to be so flexible. You don't want there to be a lot of downtime. And so I've also, I student taught in a middle school 
Um, it's interesting that we don't have a curricular program in middle school, and I would really love to see that happen because mm -hmm. I really think that the the creative arts right now they just do music and, and visual art, but I'd love to see drama in the curriculum too because. It, it kind of puts the two together. <laughs> um, and, and at the middle school age, I find that they're still really open and really, really creative and wanting to be, uh, you know, that they aren't too inhibited yet. In high school, you know, there's something that happens in late middle school, early high school, where they start getting shy and you have to bring it, bring it out. But once you've built that program where they feel free to create and that it's expected, they're just wildly creative. I absolutely love it. So I, I love teaching high school because it's, I, I see such growth in the students from freshman year to, to senior year. They change so much. They really grow into who they are. And I think you can have such a huge impact with students that age. So that's where I've gravitated to eventually. That's where, that's where my heart eventually settled was in high school. Um, I, I also loved working with the little ones. Um, and I, I, I've grown to love to enjoy working with the middle school as well. Uh, but that high school group was, was where my, uh, my, my favorite spot was. And I felt that I made oh, an impact. Yeah. I also have, and I tell my my undergrads now as, as we prepare for them to go into classrooms, that there is a place in in high school and when you get them that you kind of have to unlearn what they've learned about um, being inhibited and and you kind of have to teach them to play again and and to trust one another. Um, yes. And I, I'm kind of picking up that's what you've experienced as well. To a certain extent, I think. Once again, if, if you have a program where that's just part and parcel and you expect them to break through their, their inhibitions, they do. They don't want to be the first group that doesn't challenge themselves in the way that the last group did, you know? And so uh, once, once you get everybody rowing in that way, they, they all jump in the water. <laughs> but you have to kind of get the first group in the water. That's right. That's right. I would love to hear some of your, a couple of your favorite stories from your, your 20 years of teaching, correct? 20 years of teaching, <laughs> yes. Well, actually, I, 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 oh, I only had 20 years at this particular school. I, I did teach in other schools before I came to Greensboro Day. And I spent some time at Salem College and DTCC as well. Uh, so tell me some of like a couple of your favorite stories, like whether they're funny or horror stories or most meaningful moments to you as a teacher. Oh my goodness. You're putting me on the spot. It's hard to, hard to come up with them on the spot, but I don't know. I just, we've had um, our technical director. He got the entire cast of return to the forbidden planet to uh, propose to his wife oh. on the stage. <laughs> And they did that. Gosh, I'm just trying to think. There's just so many exciting things that have happened over the years. We had, I had to pretty much draft the basketball team when we did hairspray several years ago. And, um, you know, we had one student that her father had never seen her perform and really didn't want her to be performing because he wanted her to do basketball. And uh, she was our, our motor mouth Mabel. And when she did her big number, he was standing up just giving her a, a standing ovation in the middle of the show. And that, that was so exciting. Isn't that the coolest thing? Is oh, it's so exciting when you see, you know, the, 
the family backed them wholeheartedly because they can see how much they love it and how talented they are. I had one student that wasn't the greatest student in the world and teachers would always come to me saying, oh my goodness, you know, can you do something about this guy? Can they get him to turn in his homework? He finally went out in front of the student body and, and just killed this one number and they all went, oh, we've never seen him that light before. It, it just changed how everybody felt about him. So that, that's, that's thrilling too. So, you know, you just love to see how they gain the self-confidence mm -hmm. out in front of an audience. Sometimes you can see them get bit by the bug as it happens. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Those, are, those are my favorite moments. Thinking back over your career and, and, as you entered the teaching profession for that first year, what is something that you wished you had known going into teaching that you didn't learn as part of your training? Well, I think what's really tough is learning how to work with the rest of your colleagues and to sometimes what people's expectations of what a theater program is are not uh, always what the rest of the colleagues think it is, uh, you know, and, and working with different administrators. I've had so many different administrators I've worked with over the years, and some of them have been more supportive than others. And, and how do you gain the support of administration for your program? That, that's, that's something I wish I'd, I'd learned a little bit more finesse about. But I, I'm, I'm very blessed at the day school. They've always been extremely supportive of the work that we've done there. That's fantastic. A good administration makes all the difference in the world. Absolutely. Um, so you've, you've had a very good long career so far. I would love to know how you have um, maintained your passion and um, how you take care of yourself uh, to, to want to still come to work every day. Well, you know, if you're teaching in high school, you know, it's a lifestyle. It's not a job that you leave at three 30. The best way I've heard that put. That's fantastic. <laughs> it's true, but that's you, so you have to. You can't leave it at three thirty. I might go home and have dinner, but then I'm back. And and in my program, I'm there usually. Uh, my our our rehearsals are in the evening from six thirty to nine thirty, and I'm waiting for kids to be picked up until ten sometimes. So it's a really really long day. I've had to learn the hard way, sadly, that uh, you know you, you can't be all things to all people, um, and that. Uh, you have to balance what you need and taking care of you with, you know, doing what the, what the show requires and what the kids expect of you. And I think once again, the more that we've involved the students in the work that helps you in the, in the long run, getting them to take ownership of different parts, because they'll let you do it if you step up and, and do it for them all the time. Getting a lot of volunteers. I started a parent volunteer group, and they've been really, really instrumental in, in helping us with costumes, especially, but also uh, doing receptions and doing those little things that make the kids feel special through the process. So I've learned that I need to advocate for what I can do because I hit I hit the wall at a certain point where I was doing way too much, and um, having to learn that you, you do have to say, I need help here. Um, maybe I can get a guest artist to come in and do this part of the job or to take this class for a little while while I try to get some balance back. So I feel like I've, I've gotten it to a point now where 
I can manage all the work I'm doing, which is really, really healthy. It's, <laughs> but I had to unfortunately hit that point where, where I was trying to do too much. Can you tell me a little bit about working with a parent group? Because I, I also, I had a booster club uh, when I was in, in the, when I was still in the classroom and I freely admit and I freely admitted to them that I'm a control freak and it's very difficult for me to give up control to some things. But again, like you, I had to hit that wall and say, I can't do it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so talk to me a little bit about working with a parent group. I've had the best parents. We've, we've, we call them our costume moms. So when we're doing a show, I'll, er, I'll get them early in the process. And a lot of them have just volunteered and stepped up and say, I'm, I'm willing to do this. And what's so fun is that um, they bring their creativity to it. And for, for them, especially with high school, it's really great to have parents that have high school students involved in the show because it's their way of staying connected with their student as well. Because mm-hmm. in high school, you know, parents, they, the, the kids have their hands up. <laughs> So it's a way for them to stay involved and kind of see what's going on in their lives too. So uh, usually I, I learned also the hard way that I couldn't choreograph and direct every show. So while the choreography is going on and the music's going on, I'm working with the parents during the rehearsals. So we'll go and we'll, you know, gather costumes from different places before we get into rehearsal them on all the kids and then we start ordering and creating and, and it's just fun. I like having as many aspects of the show going on at the same time. If you have people working on the sets at the same time, people are working on the costumes at the same time, rehearsals are going on. It just, it, it, it's just fun <laughs> and, and it gets more work done more efficiently. I have two final questions for you. Um, the first one is, what is a resource that you're currently using or have used in the past that is a must-have for your practice that other teachers should know about? Mm, good question. You know, I really tune in to theater folk. I, I find, and there's a, there's on a Facebook group, there is a, a theater educator group. And so it's, they call it the hive mind. You can find out right now, everybody's trying to, sh- you know, select their shows for next year. And they're putting up, what is, what has your experience been with this show? And then people start following, following. So that's been a really good place to get a lot of interesting ideas. I like to be on ITS with uh, Educational Theater Association. They also have a community board where you can trade ideas with other theater teachers. And I find those online sites are are really terrific. And then finally, what are your parting words of wisdom to new theater teachers? Take care of yourself. Okay. Uh, Remember that you can't do it all. This is such an all-encompassing thing that you're taking on. Uh, but, but try to get as many volunteers to help you. Try to get the students involved, and they they will surprise you with what they're able to come up with. But but most of all, be present with them and enjoy every minute because it is a process. This is a this is a career that the journey is more important than the final show. It really is. I agree with you. I could not agree with you more on that. Well, Ruthie, thank you so much for taking the time out to talk to us today. I, I, I look forward to following you on, on social media and everything and, and just seeing what you're up to with, with your students and the great things you're doing. So I hope you have a wonderful trip in New York. I'm very jealous still. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but thank you again for, t- for talking with me today. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. 
Well, I truly enjoyed my chat with Ruthie. I am still a little jealous about her time in New York. I know she was working while she was there, but I know she also got to see some great theater and experience some great things. So Ruthie, I still am jealous. Um, Thank you so much for listening this week. Um, You can always uh, find our show notes and our archives of all the episodes on our website, www.fedtalks.com. You can find us on any of your favorite podcast providers, Apple Podcasts on iTunes, Google Podcasts on Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, AnyPod, TuneIn, and on YouTube as well. So please go on to any of those, subscribe to the podcast, rate us, give us some stars, and review us. Tell us what you're liking. Tell us what uh, you'd like to see improved. I'd love to hear that. And most importantly, share this with those theater educators in your life who could benefit from and who may want to appear on the podcast. You can always email me at fedtalkspodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at theateredtalks, on Tumblr at fedtalks.tumblr.com. On Facebook at Fed Talks, Instagram Fed Talks Podcast, and of course, visit our website anytime at www.fedtalks.com. If you follow Theater Folk on Facebook, you will have seen that Lindsay and Craig at Theater Folk gave us a plug this week. So thank you so much to Theater Folk for supporting us and, and putting the word out about what we're doing here at Fed Talks. We do hope you continue to check out what they're doing because they're always doing good work and most of our guests have recommended them. So if you have not checked Theater Folk out, you need to do so. Thank you again to Joel Hamlin and Joshua Schusterman for the use of your original song, Magnetize. And uh, I hope you enjoyed this week, and we look forward to talking next week. Have a great week.